Podcast. I'm your host, Will, and I'm with the ever-present, always uh, shirt-wearing, and always pants-wearing, Eric. Yeah. It's uh, tank top season here on the East Coast. It's uh, 94 degrees today. Oh, my God. Beautiful Vienna, Virginia, Little Lens HQ. HQ. So, uh, it's tank top season for me. Yeah, it is. You know? It is. When the, um, the calendar flips to June, the uh, sleeves come off. Yeah, that's right. Right. No guns, though, right? No. Yeah, of course not. Yeah. I'm not quite in my peak physical form. No, I meant like real guns. Oh, no, yeah. no real guns. This is a gun-free household. Yes, that's yeah, correct. Of course. Yeah. So what are we doing today? We are introducing Season 9, Will. Um, I think starting in Season 8 and now continuing into future seasons, we're going to be doing these little short intro episodes where we tell you fine listeners... Um, the four or five adaptations we're doing mm-hmm. get you excited for the season, let you get your reading going. Yep. Find these movies. Um, just like you know, key in on what we're what we're looking at. Yeah. If you see anything that you like that you want to read and you want to watch, like feel free to join us on this journey that we're going on. Um, we're going to be reading and watching four adaptations, and what is the season theme? The season. Season nine idea the beets the beets the beets yeah not the um, not the vegetable right not the vegetable B-E-A-T. is it vegetable or fruit i think a beets a vegetable okay yeah just want to make sure we're doing the beets um we, we haven't recorded in a, in a little while because i got married i went on my honeymoon mm-hmm. we were vaxxed and ready to to get to hit the road maybe yes we did. um and one of the places we visited actually was san francisco and in san francisco we went to this place called the city lights bookstore okay um a famous beat bookstore oh um run and ran and operated by this guy lawrence ferlinghetti who was a poet and one of the original beat um generation boys i think most of the the ones you'll read about are men although there were several women involved as well Mm -hmm. just with less notoriety um but we i went there they had this whole beat section um we were we were reading on the road for a different iteration of what season nine could have been and we sort of just decided like there's this whole generation of writers who were sort of like proto hippies they were a little bit counterculture um they wrote about drug use and sex and their narratives weren't like traditional the, the the form of like their writing wasn't traditional it wasn't a traditional novel. It wasn't traditional like mm-hmm. poetry. They they wrote a, a little bit differently, um, and they sort of have been. I don't know. If they've been lost to time, but like, a couple of them have survived. But the rest of them have sort of floated off, floated off into the ether. Mm-hmm. Um, they were sort of the pre hippies, and then the hippies became more of a like cultural mainstay, and the beats sort of fell off. You know how I like to think of them, the hipster hippies. Hipster hippies. They were. They were first. They were the first ones. And they were cool before the hippies went mainstream. And they're probably okay with, like, being lost to time, you know? Yeah. It's probably where they wanted to be. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, City Lights, really cool bookstore. You should check it out if you go to San Fran. Um, but sort of, like, the, the HQ of the beat scene. That's very cool. I didn't know that. So, is it a big bookstore? Pretty small? I would say it's... What's the vibe like? It's a decent size. It's not a massive bookstore. Is but it it's like not a tiny, teeny tiny used or new books? Uh, both. both. Yeah. Cool. Um, it's it's right next to Chinatown in San Francisco. Across the street, there's a Beat Museum. Okay. So that I think that they kind of know like that they're you know they're notorious for a specific reason. Gotcha. Um, but you walk in. There's two stories. The second story is all Beat stuff. So oh, like wow. any Jack Kerouac book you could want, any Lawrence Ferlinghetti poetry collection you could want wow upstairs yeah um he lawrence ferngelli 
Lawrence Ferlinghetti died last year. Oh, he really? He was like 90. He was old. He was up there like 95, 96. Wow. Um, so the, one of the last beats, finally, the beat stopped for him. So that was, he was the last one. Yeah. Because this was a movement, I think, popularized in the late, four, late 40s, across the 50s, um, and probably into the 60s a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, City Lights, I think, was st- started in the 50s. Wow. So it's been around a while. Yeah. I mean, this bookstore specifically. So yeah. it didn't it didn't pop up like later on, like in the 80s. It was just like a yeah. totem to the beat. It was like the original. Yeah. And I think that's a gathering ground for a lot of these guys. Um, Jack Kerouac, I think famously used San Francisco as a playground. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys right. um, came to San Francisco, did their wild, crazy shit yeah. and, and moved on. Which um, we'll find out about. Yeah. I think the, I think the beats formed out of Columbia University. I think a lot of the, oh. the main... Um, guys and gals were students there and they all met there. Okay. Um, and then they had this diaspora across the, just the groaning continent. If you've ever read wreaked on havoc on the rest of the United States. Yeah. Just like doing drugs, having free love. Yeah. Not using a traditional three act structures and, and such. If yeah. you could compare, um, this generation of writers to like a modern generation of like people who do, you, is there something comparable maybe? I was trying to think about that when I was, when we were talking to Mary, my wife, about this, like, earlier, and I'm, the only thing I could think of is the Brat Pack, the, like, mm. 80s, young movie star kind of people. Yeah. And it's not oh, a one-for-one okay. one comparison, but to think that, like, everybody who wrote a book in the 50s from New York maybe could fit into a generation like this, who yeah. was sort of writing, like, wild, loose stuff. Right. And, like, kind of like every young actor in the 80s. Who was in the Outsiders was, uh, you know, in that in right. the rap pack. What about today's TikTokers? Could you could you? Compare I don't think the I two? can name a today a today's TikToker. I don't think I can name anybody. I don't think I could. Well, no, I don't think I could either. If I thought about it, but they are very popular. They make content art, maybe per se, and they live together. I think they have like TikTok houses. Yeah. So do you and think, they're wreaking, they're sure, surely wreaking havoc, and I'm sure some of them are at least doing drugs. It, but I feel like the kids don't do drugs anymore. Is that is that over with? Is that like not? Is it cool to not do drugs? I think it is. I think they like don't drink, they don't do drugs, they don't have sex, and that's just like the generation. Wow, what a horrible generation. Yeah, they're like you know they have different concerns, right? They're, yeah. they're thinking more long term, and that's not how you're supposed to think. Yeah, why would you do that? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, right. Like, these guys, these beats, they didn't think long-term. Yeah. They were like, we're going to do some methadrone and just, like, <laughs> little drips, little drips and see what, see drips what, those drips yeah, see what happens tonight, you know? <laughs> I'm going to drink 75 beers while, and then drive home. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, I mean, that's That was beats. accepted. Yeah. 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 Now, all these guys died of, like, liver disease, so. Yeah. We don't recommend me. doing that now, by the way. Yeah. I, so I don't know. It's kind of hard to compare them to anybody else because it was just such a weird time in mm-hmm. America where... It was like pre-development of a lot of things. They could, there were still like places in the country that weren't filled in and you could have adventures like you couldn't have today. Like mm-hmm. I suppose you could just go to San Francisco today, but you could go on YouTube and find a million videos telling you what to do in San Francisco. There's yeah. all these places that are already discovered for you and like curated for you to do. That's true. That's a good point. At the, and then at this time, you just had to go and find shit to do basically find yeah. people to hang out with and just do random drugs and do random shit yeah i feel like these people had no plans they were yeah. like we're just gonna we're just gonna 
I, I keep saying this and on the road. That's what. That's what. what spoiler alert. <laughs> right. um, but they're just like, yeah, let's just like dig the night. You know, yeah, let's yeah, just yeah. like see what happens. And yeah. whatever happens is like that's right. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. As it should be. So, that's the beats, man. Okay. So, and th- this is our season, and um, that's kind of like sort of why we're doing it. But like, can you talk more about who are the beats? Give us more historical context and background, and maybe who you know, who are some of them? Why are we doing it? Um, and what does beat mean? Well, I think I'm, I'm no beat expert. Um, certainly when you talk about big beat names, it's Jack Kerouac, mm-hmm. Allen Ginsberg, um, Lawrence Ferlinghetti, certainly, um, William S. Burroughs is, and you'll see in our list that we are hitting a lot of the major ones. Right. Um, uh, but you know, New York to wherever in the country, um, this was a group of people like just, they didn't follow the rules. Right. They were... They were doing drugs, they were like having sex, and they were writing about it. And they were, I think one of the big beat tenets is exploration, Mm -hmm. travel, trying to see things and trying to understand life by changing their like zip code. Mm -hmm. They were, they were going to California, they were going to Mexico, they were going to Africa, and they were just like doing whatever it was there Mm -hmm. to help them understand what was happening. Right. And there was a lot of drugs. Obviously, this was the 50s and 60s, and that's just sort of what happened to creative people. Right. Um, But I I think it's just like, On the Road in particular is famous for being written in like one long scroll kind of thing, where I think he just sat down and like wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote, and that's just sort of what we ended up reading. It wasn't Mm -hmm. prescribed. It wasn't like, you know, there was an outline. Right. just did it and he wrote about he wrote about his friends and he fictionalized them but they're pretty like thinly veiled right fictions so you know that you know carlo marx is um alan ginsburg you know that old bully is william s burroughs and i think if those guys reading jack kerouac's work are like fuck like right this is me and you're actually writing about me I, i think it's a lot of not not quite like auto fiction but like um you know, this is my life. I've lived this life. Sort of like the, the, what you think Hemingway is, where like Hemingway, you know, went to bullfights and he's writing about bullfighting. Right. And he's like, oh, this is the Hemingway bullfight story. Like Hemingway did that. Right. That not so true. Like Hemingway, more of like a mythic person who, who maybe used his real life to influence some of his stories, but not like a hundred percent. Right. Whereas I think the beats more or less like it's almost like a diary entry, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like this is what happened. This is actually what we did. Yeah, they were this very ex- they experiential. Mm. Like I did this shit. I'm gonna write about it, and right. maybe I won't put Alan Ginsberg's name on it. Right. But to save him. It was him, and we know it. <laughs> we all know. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So, it's funny that this sort of style of prose or style of writing developed out of this time, and this is post World War II, and you have all these people sort of exploring America again. You have this sort of pride in the united states and you know moving out west um obviously the gold rush was like 100 years before that but you kind of had this second sort of wave of people moving west and exploring the rest of the country and it's cool that we have these writers who wrote this way this sort of diary-esque way of writing and sort of splurge all your thoughts into one stream of consciousness right onto the page but what are we doing first what's the book what's the adaptation we're doing so I think if you did a beat season and didn't include on the road, you could legally face jail time. Yeah, I think that's, that's what the rule is. Confirmed. Yes. Um, I mean, it, it's it's the beat 
book mm-hmm. on the road. You read it in high school, you read it in college. We've been rewatching The O.C. I've been watching it for the first time, and two of the main characters in that show, their favorite book is On the Road. Is that right? On the Road is everywhere. It's oh like, I, I probably top five famous American novel. Probably. Right? For, for you know, good and ill, I suppose. You know, I think there's a lot today about rewriting some of the canon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when you think American novels, at least modern ones, like, you might start with On the Road. Yeah, probably. Um, and... I'm like 90% of the way done with this. So this is, this is our first episode of this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like 90% done. You're a quarter of the way in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it could fit in a lot of different seasons. Like, it's, it, to me, it feels pretty unadaptable. Right, um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's got some places, like some scene setting that could fit a, a different season as well. Right. Um, but I think it's, for any beat season, this is the keystone. Right. Um, so what's the, what's, give me the synopsis real quick. Yeah. A young writer, Sal Paradise has his life shaken by the arrival of free spirited Dean Moriarty and his girl, wife, Mary Lou. Mm -hmm. Um, as they travel across the country, they encounter a mix of people who each impact their journey indelibly. Wow. That's a, I like that word by the way, indelibly. Indelibly. It sounds nice. It sounds almost like a name. Indelibly, yeah. Uh, book was written in 57, and the movie came out in 2012. And yep. it's like a powerhouse of a movie. Like, didn't... Cast-wise. Wasn't aware of this movie at the time, but... <laughs> yeah. um, directed by Walter Sales, starring Sam Riley, who's the least famous person in the cast. Yeah. It also includes Gary Hedlund, Kristen Stewart, Amy Adams, Kirsten Dunst, Viggo Mortensen. Like, everybody's in this movie. Everybody's where was, this, where the, was this movie? Who was uh, the chick from... Uh, the Hulu show, Hands May Tale. Oh, Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, she's in this year as well. Yeah, so every single person that you've ever heard of in your life is in this movie. Yeah, even us, we're in it. And I'm in it too. Yeah, yeah. And, you're, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, you can find it online. I think you gotta rent or buy it. I honestly don't remember this coming out. I don't either. It seems sort of indie. Yeah, it does seem indie. Um, yeah, and I don't know. It just maybe just didn't get any buzz. Any, no Oscar buzz, obviously. No other award buzz but killer cast i mean i guess that makes sense it's such a famous book you're probably going to attract a lot of interest from top actors um granted this at this time the most famous person was probably kristen stewart i want to say amy adams wasn't really that famous at the time garrett headland was kind of bubbling up it's weird because the the book i mean like the showy part is dean moriarty right right um and I don't even know, like, when, when I meant that On the Road could fit in different seasons, like, it could fit in a, in an unadaptable season. Definitely. Because nothing really happens except for they just, like, drive around the country and, like, get their kicks, you know. They, right. They dig people. They right. drive drunk. They go to bars. They get, like, kicked out of bars. They yeah. wake up hungover. They, like, do it all again. Yeah. And that's it. There's mm-hmm. nothing, there's no real plot other Well, you than, still have 10% to read, so. Yeah, maybe the, the ending yeah. will, will be different. Yeah. It's sort of weird, too. Like, Kristen Stewart is playing Mary Lou, who's really not that big of a part of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and She's a big actress. But she's the biggest actress. Right. But she has a part that probably will, we haven't seen the movie yet, but like, right. it'll be a weird adaptation. Yeah. So so we're doing that. Um, look for that episode next week, which is where we're going to record next Sunday. Um, and then you can rent or buy online. I think it's available it's just on for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what's number two? Number two is Howl, which was written in 1956. Um, the adaptation was filmed in 2010. And as Allen Ginsberg talks about his life in art, his fame, his most famous poem is illustrated in animation, while the obscenity... Is that right? The obscenity trial of the work is dramatized. So it's not necessarily about the, po- the book exactly, but it's 
sort of about the trial of the book afterwards, which I'm not really sure of all the details, but I'm sure we'll find out. I'm not either. I know that... I think one of the reasons to pick this one is because as we talk about the beat generation being sort of like anti-mainstream, anti-rule, little sexual, little like illicit in the drug use, mm-hmm. you can sort of understand that like people would be threatened by that yeah. during the 50s and 60s. Um, even like, you know, American culture at large faced a lot of changes. I mean, I think we've talked about this in episodes past, right? Like 60s were a very turbulent decade. Mm-hmm. You can understand why a group of young people writing like crazy shit would make a lot of other people uncomfortable. Upset, yeah. So I think from a high-level understanding of what the Beats did, I think how the movie could be an interesting example of like what their impact was. Yeah, sh- it shows a societal impact of the Beat generation. Yeah. And there's like a lot of scholarship around these Beats. Um, I, like When we looked into adaptations, shockingly not a lot of these works have been adapted. Yeah. And on the, I mean, on the road for being like such a famous book, only got adapted in twenty twelve. Right. That was like seventy years later, sixty yeah. years later. Yeah, we should look, eventually. We'll do the. We'll do more on the episode. I'm sure it like is one of those scripts that was probably passed around in Hollywood for a number of years, maybe decades, just like never got made until yeah. then. Um, but it's directed by Rob Epstein. Uh, unconfirmed any relation to the deceased Jeffrey Epstein. Um, also directed by Jeffrey Friedman, starring James Franco. Cancelled. Todd. Rotundi and John, John Prescott. Yeah, some but weird people. David Straitherum's in this. David Straitherum. Uh, yeah. John Hamm um, is in this. Yep. Um, uh, the why am I, the woman from Weeds. Oh, uh, Mary, Mary Louise Parker. Yeah, Mary Louise Parker. Um, and then Renner by Online. Um, so that's number two. And then what is number three? Number three, uh, Big Sur. This was written in 1962, adapted in 2013. Hollywood was on a Jack Kerouac adaption spree. 2012, On the Road, 2013, Big Sur. Uh, The story here is a recounting of the author Jack Kerouac's three sojourns to the cabin in Big Sur owned by his friend, the poet Lawrence Ferlinghetti. Ferlinghetti. Of uh, City Lights fame. Uh, I I really don't know what this is about, honestly, Mm -hmm. um, other than, you know how the internet sometimes will be like, they'll take something that is so mainstream, like Mm -hmm. On the Road, you would assume that On the Road is probably the best Jack Kerouac book because it's the one best remembered. Right, right. And they're like, you know what's actually the best Jack Kerouac book? Big Sur. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know who's actually the best, like, bull from ni- the 1990s? Scotty Pippen. <laughs> like, it's sort of like the way the internet bullshits you into, yeah. like, oh, it's the thing you think is true is actually not true. Yeah, yeah. it's like there's, there's art kids who, who actually read the book in college. They're like, actually, this one's my favorite, so I think it's the best. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah, you go ahead and read On the Road. As, as they wear their Carhartt hoodies or their whatever. Yeah, hoodies. so that's that's sort of my relationship with Big Sur. I, I know of it because the internet thinks it's a little bit better. Right. Um, on our honeymoon, we actually drove through Big Sur, and I was like, I'm pretty sure there's a Jack Kerouac book about this. And there is. And there is. And uh, there's a movie about it, 2013, yep. so, um, directed by Michael Polish. That's probably right. Starring Mark, or Jean-Marc Barr, Kate Bosworth. And uh, Josh Lucas. I think it's Jean-Marc. Jean-Marc. Not Jean-Marc. American swine. Well, he, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Jean-Marc Barr. Um, and this is also a, a renter by online situation. But we watched the trailer before we recorded. It looks pretty Looks pretty interesting. Yeah. I don't, yeah, you can't really tell what's happening. It looks like there might be like a love triangle situation going on with like Kate Bosworth and the other actors. But other than that, they're just like in Big Sur 
and like it's looks like it's beautifully shot and other yeah. than that I'm not really sure if you want some good photography uh, I'm sure this movie will have a lot of yeah it. for sure um, again not a lot of beat adaptations yeah. I don't know what, uh, what's up with that other than maybe just like the world doesn't really like them anymore yeah I mean all the traditionalists are still suppressing this form of artistry which is tough amen brother <laughs> And then number four, we have Naked Lunch, which is another perennial uh, beat book. Written in 1959, adapted in 1991. Um, synopsis, after developing an addiction to the substance abuse he uses to kill bugs, an exterminator accidentally kills his wife and becomes involved in a secret government plot being orchestrated by giant bugs in a, in a port town in North Africa. Holy shit, this sounds crazy. Can you imagine if this was like a fake summary I put in here just to have you read? Did you do that? No, that's, <laughs> this is real. <laughs> so I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it doesn't sound like a real story. I mean, this, it sounds crazy, but um, why are we doing this one? This is another, this is another classic. I mean, when you literally go on the Wikipedia for the Beat Generation, they list On the Road, Howl, and Naked Lunch. Mm -hmm. um, 59, so a little bit after On the Road, mm -hmm. I guess by two years, um, but it's a classic. I think, um, in my mind, it's one of Anthony Bourdain's favorites. That's how I first heard about it. Oh, okay. Um, when we talk about drug use, obviously this will be the big drug use book. Okay, good. Um, I think this person in the William S. Burroughs who wrote it had a severe drug problem. Oh, really? Um, so, you know, that's always good. If you want to read a book about somebody who had a severe drug problem, this is the one. Might I, might you be interested in uh, Naked Lunch? <laughs> is that something you might be interested yeah, in? Yeah, def definitely interested in that. So it's directed by David Cronenberg, starring Peter Weller, Ju Judy David, and Ian Holm. Yeah, and then Bilbo Baggins. Is that him, the same guy? I think so. And then um, Render by Online. So none of these are streaming, which is kind of, you know, the forces, the capitalism does not like the beatnik generation. It is weird. It's, none of these are very mainstream. Yeah. But, so, you know, the beats, were they mainstream? Yeah. Huh. I guess they're the original hipsters, so. It feels like we could go for a, a new Hollywood adaptation of On the Road. Definitely. Of all these. It used to be back in the day that, like, studios would just buy up books and adapt them. Like, yeah. All of the major, like, all of the major Hemingways were adapted in the 50s and 60s, like, immediately. Um, probably some of the Fitzgeralds. A lot of Faulkners were adapted mm. early, early on. It's weird. Yeah, it is weird. I mean, I, well, I mean... I, it might be interesting to get in the conversation with Hal because it, when we watched the trailer, it looked like there was uh, a scene where one of the ladies was criticizing the book because it wasn't considered literary or literature, essentially. Yeah. So maybe that's part of it. Like maybe they think, no, we have to adapt literature because this is an art form. But or yes, and it, it's just all the the style of writing is just not meant for hollywood yeah i mean this the first one was adapted of these options the first one was adapted in, in 1991 shout out our birth year yeah that's true and then yeah 2010 2012 2013 so and it is a david cronenberg movie this naked lunch with and he feels like kind of weird right yeah so maybe it just took it needs to take somebody weird to adapt something weird yeah we'll see how good it is that'll be number four um and then in between our season we're going to be doing um the green knight which is coming out at the end of July. Yep. Starring Dev Patel. Dev Patel. And then it, the poem, I guess, is called Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. Sir Gawain. Gawain, excuse me. Sorry. And that is available for PDF online. You can just Google it and you'll find it. Yeah. Um, you can probably read it in old English or I'm sure there are like modern translations like you find of Shakespeare. I hope so. Now. Yeah. I really hope so. 
um, really hated Shakespeare in, in high school. I, t- I took a whole medieval lit class at UVA, and this was one of the books on the reading list. But that was a that was a tough like niche class. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would never. You couldn't pay me to do that class. Yeah. Was do you remember this reading this one this this poem? Yeah. Um, what do you do? Do you remember anything from it? Like, do you remember? Was it good? Was it bad? It was good. It's a pretty simple story where this knight gets quested to go kill the Green Knight, just like this giant kind of like evil person on the outskirts of like some sort of town. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a, imagine like someone going off to slay a dragon or something like that. Okay. But just like a big knight. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he goes and does the deed. Oh, spoilers. We try, well, he attempts, he attempts <laughs> to do the deed. Uh, the trailer yeah. looks dope though. The trailer does look really good. Yeah. Uh, another A twenty four joint. Yeah, they're killing it. Um, we I we tried to create a season around that. That was difficult. Just impossible. Yeah. Unless we do like, uh, Hamlet or something ridiculous. Yeah, I was looking into more medieval lit too. Um, some of those are hard to find online, yeah. and some of them that you can find online are like unreadable. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I looked into Braveheart. This is probably too much for our listeners, but <laughs> I peek behind the curtains. I looked into the. Because Braveheart is based on um, a book. Yeah, there's uh, or something another poem about William Wallace, oh, okay. but it's written in like Scottish. Yeah, nothing. I couldn't find a translation <laughs> in English. <laughs> yeah, we're we're you know we're into this, but we're not that into it. Like we're not gonna we're not going down that path. No, at least I won't. I'm not. You're reading. more than welcome. <laughs> yeah, I can't read it. I can't read Scottish. Yeah. So um, be on the lookout for these four coming up this season. Uh, we'll plan to sort of finish out the season probably early to mid-August, just to give you guys a time frame um, how we're doing it. And obviously, we'll post more on social media as we as we go along and we have solidified dates. Um, but look out for On the Road um, next weekend, which should be, what is today? Today, we are recording the Sunday, June 6th, so the 13th was probably when we record it. So look for it that week, right after. Um, and then we'll just kind of keep chugging along, keep going. Um so this should be an interesting season. We kind of decided this maybe an hour or so ago, um, but it's it should be good. I'm excited. Yeah, and we'll do a little bit more beat research as we go along and give you some more context, like in those particular episodes as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, there's a whole lot to learn about these people. Yeah. Beyond like our little intro episodes. So. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, I never. I always knew, kind of heard about this beat generation thing, but I never really knew much about it. Um, obviously, I was aware of Jack Kerouac, but didn't really know much about him. Um, but now I feel like we're delving into the hipster, like, cave here. Yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like we, we should read a little bit more than just these four books, too, for, con- like, there's a couple of poetry collections. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, the thing is, like, there just weren't a lot of these adapted, mm-hmm. although there was a lot of output by these people. Definitely. Like, so, if, if you don't like white men writers... We are sorry because we looked for other adaptations and there just weren't any. It just weren't any. So, but we'll we'll read some other folks for the season as well and, and yeah. talk about that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think that's it uh, for today's episode for this season um, intro. Um, check out our latest episode interview with Lane Shifter Bishop, which is available um, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to rate and review us and tell one friend. That's it. Just tell them. You know, you don't have to do any other thing. Can I tell you or... or no. You know, okay. <laughs> We're not friends. We're hosts. <laughs> yeah. You're my co-host. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Lit2Lens. Uh, find us on the blog, lit2lensblog.wordpress.com. And then see you next week when we talk about On the Road by Jack Kerouac. Yeah. You missed it in high school? Read it now. Read it now. Read it now.